All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Gentlemen, welcome. We are in the middle of game week 26 as we record this. The daunted 26. That's right. There's 17 total matches, 9 down, 8 to go as we record this on Sunday night. Even though we're in the middle, pretty much the halfway point of the game week, uh, there is still plenty for us to discuss. Of course. And plenty that we will uh, prepare you with as we uh, get ready for game week 27. That's really all that we can do anything about at this point. The eight matches that are going to happen between when we sit down here and when game week 27 begins, there's nothing you can do about those anymore. No. Things are locked in, but they're, you can... They're gone. They're gone, but you can do something about game week 27. We will get you ready. And to help get you ready, I want to ask you to do something, and then I want to encourage you to do nothing. Can do I, something and do nothing. Can I explain what that means? Um, sure. Dave, you shared something in our Slack workspace just earlier this evening uh, about another podcast, a very good podcast called Always Cheating. They're amazing. They, uh, they, they, they could be looked upon as one of the gold standards. That's true. And uh, they just it was just brought to their attention over Twitter that Adarabio of Fulham is missing his arms yep. on the FPL website when you yep. click on his profile. Yep. That's something that we noticed on our podcast about a month ago. Or or longer. Do you recall how long it's it was? It's been a while. I mean, you you guys pointed you pointed that out a while ago. But it was be I think it was due to the how to say. Sure. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, I if if you guys remember what we talked about, that's great. <laughs> You had the advantage. You have the advantage of not only being on the podcast, but then also going back and listening. Yes, I actually listen. <laughs> so it's like double memory. Yeah, no, it's true. Dave and I actually hear the podcast after it's been recorded. Yeah, it's great. Well, the reason why I say do something is because I want our revelations to get out there to the masses, just as much as always cheating does. They, sure. they standard. We are we we want to. Join them in our efforts to spread FPL all across this country, and because podcasting allows us to do this all over the world. And so uh, the do something is tell a friend about our podcast. If you are listening to this podcast right now, tell someone you know who is interested in soccer about our podcast. Maybe even if they play FPL, there's absolutely no reason not to let them know about what it is that we're doing. And I think the rest of this show will be exactly why you should recommend us. I, I feel good we're Look, gonna put together a good show. The last thing that I'm gonna do, I would never be so pompous and pious, Scott, as to say I would never do this. As okay. to say good. 
always cheating needs to catch up to where we are <laughs> because we were on that a long time ago. That's why I, hear I you. went on to a rant. He, I would never actually say that because that would be that would be bad form and kind of you know like like I'm better than them or something, which yeah. is not the case. Get I would on, never think about that. Get on our level, right? That's what you're saying. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I, but I would never actually say. Oh, that. okay, great. I'm just saying. I want it to be known that I would not actually say that. Sure. Sure. Understood. I'm saying do something. Sure. If you're listening, simply asking, please do something. Sure. Now, we're going to get into the nine matches that have been played in Game Week 26. And when we ended our pod last week, you asked me, just as we do at the end of most episodes, what are you going to do next week with your free transfers, with your captain's pick? And I sat here and I said that I was going to debate wild carding into Game Week 26. Those of us who follow, those of you who follow us and our Instagram account, know that as Game Week Twenty Six was getting ready to kick off on Friday night, you saw my lineup and you knew that I did not do that, and that's where the "do nothing" mantra comes in. Now, gentlemen, I have learned something this season, coming off the heels of a terrible season last year, right. where I got off to a bad start and then decided I was going to try to chase the results the rest of the way, which. If you're trying to chase FPL results, they will run away from you faster than you can catch them. It just will not happen. And this season, there have been three times when I have sat and looked at my lineup and thought, ah, this is feeling a little weak. I've, I've, I've had a good season, but it's feeling a little stale. Last week wasn't great. Granted, it wasn't great for everybody, but I was right at the average. It didn't sure. feel very good. Maybe it's time to wild card. You know what I ended up doing? Nothing. You did nothing. Very or, or very close to nothing. Very very little. I made okay. one free transfer, which we'll talk about as we get into the matches. And I'm currently well above the average, having another great week. Doing nothing and not trying to chase probably resulted in a better game week than I would have if I had gone with my wild card. Just a little bit of free advice here off the top, Dave. I know you made several moves. Brian, I think I walked into you saying something about you could have made 12 moves. Yeah, I should have done more. <laughs> we'll get into what all yeah. of that means, but I just want to drop that in here and use that as a marker to get things started. Brian, take it away. Let's get on with what has happened so far in this, that thing that has happened. Scott, I want to hijack everything at the moment. This is a crucial moment. It is 8.53 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. At 9 p.m. in seven actual minutes, rises, price falls and rises will happen. Okay. I still have Harvey Barnes on my team as I transferred him in yeah. for Sun, and obviously that has worked out very well for me at this point. Mm, yeah. I need to move Barnes out for next week, period. Well, if, I'm, if, I'm not, if I'm not going to take a loss on him. and hold I know, on. And I know we just brought this up a minute ago. Yes. And I said, yeah, I might just bench him because it might not, the money Before might recording, not. you said, I don't care about the money. I'm in the 107s with my lineup. I'll just bench him. It'll be fine. It's true. But now, now you're panicking as we get close. Like, Six uh, minutes, by the way, now, till nine o'clock. Uh, Are you serious? Well, okay, look, 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 let's just jump to this. What happened? Let's just, okay, let's just jump to Barnes. And for anyone else out there, the, a lot of people went to Barnes. Period. Harvey Barnes, Leicester City. Yeah, no, easily. And I think if you easily. Didn't go to the, him. If the, you didn't go to him, the number one transfer in almost ne- of all players. Neither one of you week. went to him. No, he I did is not. Twenty percent owned. He is 
going to be out for at least six weeks. And look, let's be honest. When guys are out for at least six weeks or longer, or even shorter sometimes with an injury, they do not just come back into the form that they were in when they left. Right. Barnes was as hot or hotter than any other player in the league. True. So let's just, let's and, just and discuss a, this an, right now. And an injury description that is not encouraging. A, a piece of bone that has come off of his knee. I mean, they're talking about this as like a, it's a significant. He's having a. This is a significant off. injury to him. Something that Brendan Rodgers said like more than six weeks. I know. I, it, I, that's exactly. What I was it thinking. sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound as bad as uh, Soyuncu's uh, a part of his uh, groin detached from the bone uh, in his groin bone. But um, <laughs> still, it's not good uh, what Harvey Barnes is, so is dealing with. Speeding right this now. along, if I'm going to make a move in the next five now, minutes, five minutes, yeah. he's not going to drop it in a day. He's not going to drop in one day. No, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, he is. Hundred and fifty thousand almost. Sure, he's dropping. I mean, every, yeah, anyone that has him is going to sell him. But I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you need to do anything about it right this second. Are, I don't think his price is going to drop. And are, are wait, you are, so you gonna lose, are you going to lose? Are you going to lose a tenth? Well, yeah, because I didn't gain a tenth. I just brought him in. Well, maybe I did. Maybe I did. Actually, what did I bring him in at? That's a great question, Dave. His current it, price is six nine. He's listed for me as six nine. So yeah. So I didn't oh. get him on any. Uh, but yeah, money doesn't wor- matter. I wouldn't worry about sitting it. sitting with money in the bank. Dave Smith you says. You need to make this move. No, I are, don't. Are you going to give me a Who tenth going of to? a pound dollar? That's my whole. Point was that asking you to four minutes. Who should <laughs> who should we make if I was going to make a move hypothetically? If I'm going to make a move at this point, uh-huh. everyone else out there, twenty percent owns Barnes is moving them out. Yeah, they so are. So where should everyone go? Let's just how much money you got in the bank? I got point four. So you have a, a total so of seven point three. Seven three. What's my yeah, but I mean, you could also go down. I mean, there's right. lots of. I was going to say mostly. Right, I was going to say. Do you have Saka? I, 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 I would could go. I could go to Saka, and that's I would, who I was thinking earlier. I would. Strong, I don't recommend Saka. I would strongly <laughs> consider. Um, I would strongly consider Jesse Lingard. Ooh. West Ham play home to Leeds in game week 27. I think that's a. And I think, West Ham plays in 29. I don't like the West Ham business, but. It's hard to argue with that. And game week twenty nine. Jay Lings. Jay Lings is solid. Three minutes, by the way. Hey, you know who's at? You know who's at seven point three? James Madison. Well, yeah, he's. he's I know. I'm being facetious there. Okay. How about Mason Mount? You interested in Chelsea business? Yes. That's another good option. So when I looked at it briefly earlier today, when I was trying to juggle the in laws at the house, uh, Mason Mount, and I did not think of Lingard, uh, but Mason Mount was in my thoughts. Yes. Uh, why not stick with Lester? Yuri Tielemans is going to get more opportunities, is he not? No, that that team's not going to work right without Barnes. Well, I will I will agree. The reason why I did not go with Barnes was because the Madison injury just made me feel like it would affect Barnes' sure. ability, and uh, and obviously uh, that proved to be. I mean, Lester scored a nice goal early on in that match. Let's you know, since we're talking about Lester, let's be clear. Two minutes, by the way. God. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't love this pressure right now. Rafinha, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. Rafinha, you don't think he's going to drop in the first day? No, Rafinha is also going to play uh, game week twenty nine, I believe. Jay Ling scores fifteen, three, six, ten, five since he is transferred. And the five was against yeah. City. And even though it's murderers row for West Ham, maybe Jay Ling's can get it done. I like Rafinha the most if you don't have him already. West Ham, I think West Ham's right. difficulties are are medium. I think it was worse before. 
Leeds at Manchester United. I don't I don't think that is terrifying. Home against Arsenal. Do you trust your defense, Dave? I'm just saying I feel against like West this, Ham, no. I feel like this West Ham team West is they can what? score one or they, two on anybody. They probably should have scored. They should have equalized against Manchester City. Can I bring this up again that they're fourth in the table? They're they're excellent. They've been excellent. We and are they 26 keep... games in. One minute. I know. I think, oh, God bless. I wouldn't I, worry this about pressure's it. pressure's killing me. I'm hoping Brian's right. I'm just going to not worry about it. Okay. So yeah. we, can, we can move can, off of can, this. Can you un-hijack the pod then? I'll, un- I'll un-hijack the pod. I do, I do like the, the Lingard move. And as a differential, no one, no one's going to be owning him. What are you talking about? He's the number one most transferred in by a mile already for yeah, I, game week twenty. It's a, his it, ownership is four point two percent. It's an. Well, I, I feel like it's a really good and obvious kind of move because because of his price and because of, and because of the matchup. There's Almost not, eighty thousand transfers in already for Jesse Lingard. How and many he plays? He plays in game week match. And how many people right. are in your same situation? The the. The sheeple who brought it. I'm not. I'm just kidding. By the way, oh, all of the no, wow, all of the people. No, I'm not just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not. In your mind, knew that you were going to release sheeple. At I some... wrote. I wrote all about it. Look, I I talked about the. I talked about the. the... Where'd you write about it? It's nine o'clock. It's too late. FPL it's... America, the uh, article. It's a, it's out. It mostly comes out every week. No, I just said that about too the same the the people who you know I said herded themselves into the Patrick uh, the Patrick Bamford pen. Uh, to get rid of, or the people who moved to somebody else. Either way, what of yeah. The, the whole point is, I don't know what I'm talking about with what I wrote about my own article. Fair, fair enough. Sure. <laughs> the point is, Harvey Barnes. That was a that was the question about it. I didn't do it, but I felt terrible about not doing it. So you can't predict injuries. There's no, there is, and yeah, I I think it's a horrible thing. All right, happened. Scott. I'm sorry about that. Honestly, I, I I truly am sorry about that. I freaked out. Got nervous, realized what time it was. Let's just get back to the things we're going to do. All right. Well, let's begin and, and do what we've been doing the last couple of weeks and go in the order of how the matches have been played. So that means we'll start with City, we'll end with Liverpool, and we'll discuss everything in between. Manchester City 2, West Ham 1. It's kind of appropriate that we talked about Lingard uh, here at the end of your uh, debate with yourself and allowing us into it. Jesse Lingard, obviously... Gives his owners a little bit, his what? Four, you said four percent of ownership. 4. A little 2. bit, a little bit of something. Uh, this is a this is a crazy city team. Now I tweeted this out from our account, our podcast account after the match ended. I mean, this was a this was a match where John Stones and Ruben Diaz score. De Bruyne gives you an assist. Mares is in there on the returns, but you also have Cancelo. You have. Bernardo, you have Sterling, who don't even play, mm. and and that, that killed you. Brian. Tell me, you tell me Sterling, about it. Right, I did. That's brutal. This is a. This is a. I mean, it's it's kind of like city, like city in all caps. It's the cityest city we've ever seen, where you could have twenty five points from three city players on your in your FPL lineup, and you could have also gotten zero from three city players Which in happened, your lineup. Right, right. That's the crazy thing about this. Pepper led. I mean, again, it's 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 the most it's ever been because of the fact that City have two squads mm-hmm. and they're going to rotate, and it's going to be completely unpredictable. What was what was a little bit weirder about this is you feel like Brian. We've we've talked about this before with Sergio Aguero, with Sterling, with De Bruyne, with others. If someone doesn't start, probably not the end of the world if they're against a bad team because even if they get thirty minutes, they can get you something. Yeah. For sure. And then 
and then Sterling doesn't come in. It was even worse, I think, because you know, monitoring the midweek, you know, their Champions League match, Raheem Sterling started and came off at like six sixty minutes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't he didn't play the full match, and Gundogan did. And so, that, so I think that that was the first part where it was like, I feel good about this. Since he didn't play the full ninety minutes in the midweek, he had multiple days off until the you know until the weekend match against a a club that is very good. Like that's not that's no pushover as West Ham showed. No, mm-hmm. they're not. So the fact that he played zero minutes is um, yeah, it was not great. I do have a dumb mass move of the week though, as it relates to. FPL players with City assets. Okay. But it's only City who can make you do something like this. Now, the dumb mass move of the week is the fact that more than 32,000 people have transferred out Cancelo already, and more than 21,000 people have transferred out Sterling already. Who do you think is going to play in the midweek? Cancelo and Sterling. You would guess, right? Barring a phantom secret injury we don't know about? Yeah, for sure. They're probably going to play. If they give you any kind of return in the match against Wolves in the middle of the week... All of those people who have transferred out Cancelo and Sterling are going to be idiots. They're going to feel like idiots, as well they should. You ought to, if you're still actively playing this game, I don't care if you just started at the start of the season. You've got to know by now what Manchester City is and what it what they do to your FPL lineup. That means you've got to be able to resist these quick transfers out before you even know whether or not you're going to get a return in the second match from those guys. I'm sorry, I don't care what I don't care what happens. If Cancelo and Sterling play, return or no return, this is a dumbass move of the week. They'll play midweek since they have uh, they don't play again until Sunday for the Manchester Derby. Which obviously that they're going to need. I, I would assume just in the in the idea of giving key players a break, they got you know they get a full rest against West Ham. City still get the victory. They play Wolves on you know they play Wolves tomorrow. They play Wolves on Tuesday, and then Manchester Derby, and then they don't play. They play Southampton again the next midweek, and then they're back in that tough rotation. They don't play Champions League again until March sixteenth. But but so like I just I just think yeah I know exactly what I agree with you completely. It, this is like selling players like that unless you are going. Cancelo makes less sense to me because Cancelo has been so good every single time he's out there, and he's been out there most of the time. Yeah. There are other midfield options you could go to, especially on the team. He's you a could defender. Yes, Cancelo is a defender. I'm saying Sterling. Got you. Sterling, you can go. You can find probably point three to yeah. get to KDB, and you can go down to. Son, if you don't have him or whatever, like sure. that's a move that I would, you know, that I would consider. But uh, yeah, I just, but I know exactly what you're saying. I feel like you're, you could easily in two days have massive regret about selling both of those players because they have a double week. The next, week, I know they have a, they have another double week yeah, coming up. Absolutely. So if you're afraid of them, you know, being benched again in the next double week, I, they're I still going to play why. one of those two at the very least. Right. And to your point, I mean, the Manchester Derby. That is going to decide the title officially. I, not, I'm sorry, not officially, well, but unofficially. Unofficially, it will decide the title because, I mean, and that's what Pep's going to do. He's going to put the best eleven he can out of his, you know, 27 players that he has to choose from who are world class. He's going to find the best eleven for that match because that will effectively decide the league. David Moyes did a weird thing 
before this match. He said a weird thing, more specifically. What was that? Is that going to be a manager quote of the week? It is. It's it's really short. It's just seven words. I had to look up what they mean. This okay. is this is really bizarre. Okay. Here's the manager quote of the week. He says this. Pep is the Heston Blumenthal of football. So then, of course, that begs the question. Who the hell is Heston Blumenthal? Exactly right. He's apparently this famous celebrity chef who creates these very unusual recipes that people like surprisingly like. Okay. So the examples I saw were bacon bacon and egg flavored ice cream sure. mm-hmm. okay, and great. snail porridge. Mm. So he comes up with these weird things, but, but they're good. Yeah, sure. And David Moyes says, that's pep in football. So pep does weird things, but they're good. Tactical innovations that defy convention but work. Okay. Hmm. That's just weird. Yeah. I guess that's a compliment. Is he trying to get in his head? No. He sounds a little stodgy. I mean, I will admit. I will admit. (laughs) He he sounds a little hungry. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I will admit. The starting 11 for this match for City, it, it almost felt like that kind of lineup that Pep was getting a little too arrogant. And so he was trying to see what he could get away with. I'm telling you, I felt like that when I saw the Arsenal lineup against Leicester. Let's I'm not like, let's not get oh. there. Let's not get maybe Pep and Mikel said, you know uh, what? I maybe, can win with less than you. Maybe. Maybe they, they talk like that oh to each other gosh. in between game in, in between matches. But anyway, it, it you know, at one one it looked like, well, maybe Pep's not gonna get away with it this time, but obviously two one is the result here. And some city owners are happy, some are not. Anything else on this match? It feels weird that we're bouncing off City that quick. I, I just we talk about him every week. I know when you I, win twenty something in a row, that's Stones what happens. Ownership. Stones and Diaz are the st- Stones and Diaz are the story. I mean, if no you, brainers. Uh, like, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, what's your, what's your preference as far as strategy of owning which players to pick? I mean, look, you know, you know who else scores points for you in all of the the run here? Hmm. I mean, Ederson? Ederson is a is an option. And you got Ederson, you know, you have matchups next week. And, you know, I feel like he has one of the better pairings of matchups next week. I think I saw, and don't don't wreck me on this Twitter, uh, but I think I saw the stat thrown up in the early in this game that uh, the 16 starts that John Stones has had this year for City in the league, they've not had a clean sheet three times. Okay. Yeah, that's Sounds great. Sounds about right. And his ownership is only like 23%. He's 5-0, people. What are you doing? Nice clinical finish from him, too, on his goal. He scored, like, three goals this year. I, I just Yeah, he looked great. I, no, that, there's not a whole lot to say just on whether or not you want to own two of their defenders or or not two of the defenders. Sure. I still think having having two or three feels like you, I don't know how you can get away with not necessarily Only. doing Yeah, okay. Gundogan and De Bruyne and... Stones and sure. you know however okay. you however you arrange it. Gotcha. No, the other side it's just that Antonio scores a goal, Lingard gets an assist, West Ham keeps being really good. They come within a breath of scoring an equalizer late in the game. It was basically the last kick of the game could have been a could have been an equalizer. It's unbelievable. West Ham yeah. continues to lester their way through a proper season. Knowing how that you could have easily mentioned the selling of Antonio I ahead of Antonio. this, right? So did I. You could easily say that, talk it's about that as a, ma- as, a as a dumb move. You could for sure. Although 
Jury's out. We'll see what DCL does. That's true. All right, it depends who you went to. For me, it was Correct. Ollie Watkins. So at least I got something. You know, it's right now it's seven to five. You know what I mean? Like, it, or because I don't think he. Finished I went from Antonio points. to Kane last week. Okay, yeah, so I, that's, I'm okay there. Right, yeah. so that's okay. But again, I saved all that Kane money at when he got hurt, and, and I was ready to buy. Yeah, him back. that's rich blood that only only like a two or three managers in the world can can claim. That. Appreciate you putting me in the one percent, Brian. <laughs> Job. Uh, Cancelo and Sterling are uh, in the top five in transfers out. On transfers in, Jesse Lingard is number one by a lot. The next four, two through five, are all City players. So those who weren't maxed out on City players already are doing it for Game Week 27, it would appear. We go from that match, two top four clubs, to uh, West Brom 1, Brighton nil. This one is nothing to do with FPL. It's all I about Lee Mason. I more of this game than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I find myself watching West Brom's. You slept nil, through the. Nil, nil you slept through the first one, and it you woke Burnley, up for the second no, one. It was Burnley the week before. I think that was the. Oh, biased. Burnley West Brom. Burnley West Brom was way exciting for a zero. Yeah, game. an intense game. This game ended one nil, and, and not to the side you would have it guessed. Was Way more exciting. Well, than Brighton a had two game. missed penalties. I know. And then I the crazy non goal situation. The goal, non goal, call yes, Lewis call. Dunk. VAR says yes, no. The final answer was no. Oh, well, I mean, do we want to go into it or is, is, do you think everyone listening to this is fully I think everyone's worked through probably it? fairly versed. I, I think this is the nuts and bolts of it for me. Lee Mason made a mistake. He made two. And. He made a mistake, and then he compounded the mistake by making a second. Correct. So VAR, in the end, got it right. Yes. So at the end of the day, we – we look, let's give credit to them when they make good calls. Uh, they made a couple good calls this weekend. So mm, when A lot uh, more bad calls. But they, they've made bad calls, and so this time they, they got it right. Lee Mason, bad day in the office. Brian, we talked about this last week. Are we going to slam a guy with a bad day at the office? He yeah. looked – he it's looked, not his first one. He looked sweaty. Like, he, he <laughs> couldn't get off that pitch fast enough. I get uh, it. He was nervous, Nelly. Can you sweaty imagine? Eddie. Can you imagine, though, making a mistake like that and then having oh, to referee 60 more minutes of a match? Brutal. brutal. I just don't Yeah, even. the fact that it happened early on had to be very unsettling. And, yeah, it's understandable why you get all sweaty over that. Yeah. Of course, of course he's a sweaty guy. Um, no, it's yet another match where Brighton – I mean, they did it to Villa a couple weeks ago, where it's just a bombardment, and they end up on the on the on the the short end. And we have talked in the last few episodes about Brighton. Obviously, they're in the form of the season for them right now, and we talked about the concerns of going to a Brighton asset because of the potential for being at the beach. Yeah. They can't be at the beach. They're not at the they beach. They are three points yeah. out of the relegation zone. I mean, I, the fact that Lewis Dunk is walking off the pitch still chirping away. Yeah. I mean, there, uh, there's They're obvious the there is some heat there, yeah. and they are they, they are not not trying. There is no way that you can accuse them of not. That's like, true. I agree. And I mean, especially where this match is against a like West Brom, it probably isn't going to catch them, but it's like you don't want to get sucked down further. You're already nope. down far enough, and like, and and then knowing like you missed two penalties. You, yep. I, I totally agree with with post match commentary. Whether I can't remember if it was Tim Howard, I'm sure. Maybe it was uh, Danny Higginbotham was probably there. He was just accusing accusing Brighton of trying to walk it into the goal. And this is I feel like that same criticism was of Arsenal not 
too too long no, ago sure. of like for sure you're trying you're playing some great football but but why are you trying to walk it in right you're 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 just make you're making it more complicated than it needs to be so and then on top of that you have Pascal Gross who's been good at penalties for the most part and Danny Welbeck and it's just like you can't no one can put it in the net. It's no. crazy. My one free so for the f- third or fourth week in a row, I've had two free transfers, and rather than use them both or my second half wild card, I've used one of them and carried the other one over. So I continue to have two free transfers into the following game week. The one transfer I did make was I sent finally. He's been sitting on my bench, haven't played him. I sent Rob Holding out, brought Lewis Dunk in. I was oh so close to looking wow. spectacular on that move. No yeah. Still feel good about the transfer overall, though. Yeah. Dunk uh, will play in game week 29. Holding probably would, too, for and Arsenal. you need to beef up on there because you don't have your free hit. I don't. So I currently have eight players who are going to be playing in game week 29, including wow. Sun and Kane, which feels wow, okay. That yeah. is pretty good. That's when, really good. When I was looking at wild carding, I would have gone away from that probably. So doing nothing helped me not just in this game sure. week 26, but also for game week 29. I get half a point to work with every every time we do an episode. You guys know this. I, I give out an honorary, meaningless fantasy half point. Mm-hmm. This week, I'm taking away a quarter point from two people. Okay, for bad, for just for bad fashion decisions. Okay, and by oh yeah, Dion. Yep, Dionya, Dionya, Dion. Yeah. Remember, he actually couldn't figure out which way. He said it's like one yeah. of those. Well, we're, we're one of us is right. Sure. Turned his hair baggies blue. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not a fan. Taking away a quarter point. Right. He only didn't lose right. a half no point. No fun league. He only didn't lose a half point <laughs> because someone else also made a bad bodily decision. Are you going to retroactively punish Ryan Babel for red hair a couple years ago? That was that, I mean, I did talk about that when it happened. Right. So, no, I, I used my allotment of, of meaningless half points on Ryan Babel. Roger Goodell just caught up when you be a part of the No Fun League. Well, you know what? Well done. I know. Baggies blue is not a great hair color. It's barely a good kit Let color. Let the kids be the kids. Leeds nil, Aston Villa one. Wait, who is the other bad fashion Oh, man? we'll get there. Oh, oh, oh. Te- teaser for, oh, man. I teaser. thought it was in the same match. No. Here, what am I assuming that for? Teaser oh, later man. in the pod. Okay. Hey, Dan Byrne is still 4.2. That's I got cool. Lewis Dunk. Now. I know, but I that's care. crazy. Dan Byrne is that's good. four point two. Crazy. You know what? You're wild carding. That's a you know that that's a money that's a For money sure. move right there. For sure. Leeds nil. Aston Villa one. Leeds assets. This is their only match of the game week, and they end up not giving you anything if you played them. I had all three of them on my bench. I had. Uh, yeah, so I have two, and they were both on my bench as well, and both got you two points. So that ended up being the right move. Brian, you already alluded to this earlier. Villa, there are massive concerns here without Jack Grealish for, for a little bit of time. Hey, they survived this week. But, but El Ghazi finally, you know, he came back. Dave, when El Ghazi scored, I wasn't thinking about the points that I wasn't getting because I still don't have Anwar El Ghazi. What I was thinking about was, man, I'm glad I did not go to Anwar El Ghazi back when he was scoring all those goals because, like I said, the moment I would go to him, he'd stop doing it. Of course. All it took was a Jack Grealish injury for him to get some some points again in FPL. I mean, maybe. But Ollie Watkins sets it up, and that feels good for Watkins owners. Yeah, I mean, what, there's a few Watkins owners. Yeah, there, no, there probably should be more. There's a there's a good bit. Twenty seven percent. He's a lot that's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people. No, I think that it's the that's the Villa defensive story rekindled here, and it's it's 
this is the start of my my lamenting not doing more this week. Looking looking over my looking over my team and thinking like I have two free transfers to use. I could, you know, I can I can reshape my team significantly for a small minus here. And uh and I decided to take a to take zero minuses. I decided to use just two free transfers and that meant me keeping Burnley assets who still can get something. They might still get something. Might still get something. But the, but it would have been for Villa players. It would have been Pope to Emiliano Martinez, which is so obvious now. <laughs> now. <laughs> and, Emiliano uh, Martinez and, scored 10 points in yeah. this match. Emiliano yeah. Martinez. Does he have a triangle? Is he on a yellow triangle? There was some suggestion of him tweaking a groin by Dean Smith after this match. I doubt there that is it, not on the FPL website as we're sitting here. Right, I doubt that it's going to be anything significant. I'm sure as long as he's you know as long as he's fit. The he's last eight game weeks, Emiliano Martinez has three double digit scores and two nines. I mean, there's a reason why he's the number one goalkeeper in FPL. Emiliano Martinez is my set it and forget it goalkeeper. Period. The other three weeks I haven't mentioned out of the last eight, one of them was a four. You know, I mean, four is not terrible for a yeah, goalkeeper. No, you're you're and, fine with a four. And a one and a two, which is going to happen every once in a while. Emiliano Martinez is a set-it-and-forget-it goalkeeper. Now they play Sheffield uh, in the second half of game week 26 with Wolves, Newcastle, a blank in game week 29, and then Fulham in, in 30. Yes, there's Liverpool and Manchester City after that, but for the time being, Emiliano well, Martinez is great. a set-it-and-forget-it goalkeeper. Sure. No doubt. You know who the real loser is in this match? Mm, no. It's the Leeds club pitch. So they replaced their pitch because it was pretty ratty uh, several weeks ago. They had a new one shipped in. They lay it down. And now apparently it's like playing on an ice skating rink. Lots of people slipping. Ralph Hassenhutl is pissed about this pitch because two of his players got hurt playing on it in the middle of the week, which we, mm. we recorded before that midweek match happened. And players are slipping. Even Patty B is is kind of ragging on his own club's pitch. He says it's like skating on a ice skating rink at Christmas time. Hmm. This is this is a problem. And if Leeds is going to be a Premier League club now, which they are for another year, it looks like they got to figure this yeah, thing Leeds out. Leeds isn't going. Down. You got to you got to you got to have a Premier League. Leeds isn't going in. Gonna I'm, that's what I'm saying. So they've got to have a Premier League level pitch. Period. You cannot risk players who are. Both paid and worth millions of pounds. I agree. I you cannot let them play on a pitch like this. I agree. Anything else on this one, Brian? Before we move on? No, not not at all. Like legitimately, no. No. Excellent. Strauch is four pounds. That's there it. you go. Hey, he got there. Good. Good for him. He got yeah. to four. Newcastle one, Wolves one. I just wrote down two words in my notes from this match. Holy saves! Wow. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. No doubt. Now, the one guy I hate seeing get hurt, just when he seemed like he was Premier League ready, Miguel Almiron. Yeah, not good. That guy was all over the place in the first half. And also, honestly, for the last couple of weeks, he has been in the mood to play some Premier League football. He gets hurt here. The 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 play late in this match where Saiz, like runs in the way of the ball that's being shot into his own team's net was incredible. And then the way it like skips off of him over on top of the net. I mean, that is just incredible. 
But I mean, it's Newcastle and it's Wolves, right? So what I else is there to say? Fantasy wise, I don't think there's much to talk about here. No, just that you got what you were hoping from Pedro Neto, who you know, it's somebody that you know who keeps being useful, whether or not you you know he's much more of a trendy pick earlier in the season, but he's he keeps being very good, and he's not he's not outrageous. I think, uh, and. Like this isn't probably the result you expect uh, for Wolves. I don't think that like you probably would have picked predicted a one-one late in the season for Wolves, uh, Scott. But I just don't think. I'll be honest though. Yeah, his ownership is seven point two. I just don't know if he if he registers as as worth it. No, I know that's exactly what I'm saying. He's at five, this seven. at this point, he's a, yeah five point seven is not a lot of that's not a lot of money. He's just at this point, he is one of those. I, I think he's closer to a differential pick. Uh, Ruben Neves is the guy that if you really wanted to go buck wild, you go to him. He's in great form. You have very few spots and on your on roster, and he's on penalties for them. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, here, here's the only no, thing I, I would yeah. say. No, I, there's this is not an endorsement coming. I know. Just, it's, a, it's just a. The hey, best thing that there. you can say about these clubs and having any of their players, number one, like when you say Newcastle, no player jumps out like, oh, yeah, he could do it, or Wolves even. Without Raul there for the time being, there's no one that jumps out at me that says, eh, maybe that guy. But Wolves will play for their manager till the end of the season regardless of where they are on the table. That's yeah. the silver lining for them. And Newcastle are in a relegation battle legitimately until the end of the season. That's the you know We're at that time of the year where motivation to play does mean something now. So that's the silver lining, but even then, I've got nothing. Hey, you want to hear about two more clubs that I've got nothing for? Yeah. Crystal Palace nil, Fulham nil. I get it, Fulham, we like them a little bit, but are you really going to that many of their players, if any? There are two considered. Well, I mean, you can go, obviously. Do you actually de- own de- either of them? Defensively, no, no, none at all, but that's what I'm saying. I think Iena def- gives you a one, and he's got Spurs coming up next. You don't feel great about that. But he's been in a great run of form to this point. How did Iena get a one? Did he leave early? He didn't start, I guess. Oh, then, that, yeah, that's. I mean, that's yeah, that's not ideal, especially considering you would you would expect him to start and play. Can I tell you what I put down for this match though? He subbed on in half for yeah for Anthony Robinson. Fulham lose in a nil nil draw. That's what this match felt like. They had all of the opportunities to win this match and could not take advantage of them. And if Fulham do end up getting relegated, it will be because of missed opportunities all season long. The, if you're not going to go to one of the defenders, yeah. Aina is, the I think, the guy there. He's the one that stands it's out. It's Ariola. Do you have Ariola? He's a useful, low-price goalkeeper. Adam Ola-Lookman is an enabling Midfielder. I can't do I, Lookman. I, There's I too many that's, good that's a, midfielders to exactly do Lookman. And, Ma, and Maja is the enabling. They're, it's all about enabling, I think, yeah. at each level with them. This so. match just kind of felt like um, Brian and Monty Python and the Holy Grail when mm. the, the knight comes up against the the guy in the forest and slowly chops off oh, the black one knight, limb. Yeah. yeah. And then so like by the end, he's just literally like, a chest on the ground, like moving, yeah. right? Like it felt like there was two chests, like <laughs> trying to fight oh, yeah. in this match. Yeah, just give me some teeth, give me some swings of the arms and swords, and neither team had much to offer. There was two matches like this this past match week, and 
that's what zero zeros are like at times. At times, you're absolutely right, and that's also it's it's what bottom of the table matches are like. Like you want to make you want to make a big deal out of a relegation six pointer, but then in the end, when you're watching, it, you're like, oh, this is why it's a relegation six pointer. I will say about Ariola Brian that I mean I'm at a place where what's his face Lino uh, Arsenal is yeah. my backup goalkeeper because of my bench boost week. He's still there. I'm not playing him. I don't plan to play him. He's a lot of money in the backup goalkeeper spot, but I'm not going to use it, one of those free transfers that I'm carrying over from week to week to change my backup goalkeeper. Sure. I'm going to wait to change it until <laughs> – thanks for doing that right into the mic. I like I'm going to wait to change it until I play my second half wild card. Okay. It'll all depend on when I play the wild card and what the fixtures look like at that point, whether or not it's Sanchez of Brighton or – Ariola of Fulham. Um, the other option we can talk about uh, when we get to Southampton. <laughs> okay, very good. Yeah. I wonder who that might be. Leicester won. It Arsenal. might not be who you think. Okay, well, okay. Leicester won, Arsenal three. We've Come already, on, you mothers! We've already discussed Harvey Barnes and his injury. It does make things interesting for Leicester. Brendan Rodgers' clubs already struggle at the end of the season. You need to know this if you have a Leicester player, and now that our game weeks are in the late 20s, or approaching the late 20s anyway, now you add on to that Madison's injury, Harvey Barnes's injury. It's going to get interesting. It's going to get really nervy for anyone you own from Leicester City. The amount of time that James Madison is out is going to be the most annoying of all of the injury problems because – because, like we said, it was the hip injury from a surgically repaired hip, and that they've been nebulous about it from the moment that he walked off the pitch, and then saying he went to see a specialist with the team physio. Yeah, you never want that, one of your players you have in your lineup to see a specialist there's about no, a body part, and not for someone like him, right. where it's a key piece. And so that so of his body or for the club, both. Yeah, yeah. But just that Madison, you know what, like, you could do the analysis of what they look like pre-Madison and and post-Madison as far as his, you know, when he was out earlier in the season mm-hmm. and then when he came back in. He's a difference maker. He does make a difference, but they still were scoring goals or, or before yeah, he came in. Barnes was on the pitch they, as well. They beat Manchester City 5-2. to two With Madison in a substitute appearance in that match. Sure, but like, that, that was also with Justin... Was probably still on the pitch. Maybe Fafana was. Like, let's let's you start listing. No, there like right. there is nothing. Not only does is Scott right about the the broad end of a season, and, and Leicester's in that area. It happened last year, but also these injuries are catching up on them. They're not a wicked deep team because they're 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 a they're a semi big club. They're not a big club, so they're not loaded with with depth. And so you start losing guys like Justin, Barnes, Madison, uh, Pratt, Fafana, uh, Perez. You start losing all those guys. Those are huge. Like, yes. they're, they're going to free fall. They're on 49 points. They have 13 matches left. I would, I would say, I don't know. That they won't get I, the 60. Well, I don't know that you That's, can uh, underestimate either the loss of if Johnny Evans is hurt too right. for a while, like that's right, right, right. a that's a huge Massive. loss, and that might be that's a Virgil loss for them. Sure. When it comes down to it, I mean, sports is cruel. The Premier League is no different. It all comes down to results, period. Right. But when you look at the clubs who are facing the most injuries, 
There's a reason why they're struggling. It's Leicester. It's Liverpool. At the bottom of the table, it's Palace. It's Sheffield United. It's, I mean, it's not a secret. Injuries hurt a club. It's one reason why West Ham's been so well. They haven't had They haven't had issues. Injuries. Yeah. We said that about Manchester City last week. They have sure. good health right sure. now. There's no – and, I mean, even even just one player like KDB, which obviously is a loss, you know, they're two-plus deep at every position, so it doesn't really matter. Anyway, injuries matter. You have to take that into context, and for Leicester, it's starting to play a major role. Dave, I have breaking news. Hey, let's just – why are we still talking about the losing team here? Hey, this could be free-falling down the I'm table. trying to transition. You need to play the breaking news. I said I have breaking news. It's played. All right, here it is. I am out of the Arsenal business. <laughs> Period. <laughs> sure. And, and 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 I know why, and you're probably right. I'm this, a, a um, this this game or this competition is secondary to Europa Cup. Aubameyang and Saka do not start this match. Because the Europa League is king for Arsenal from here on out. 100. They are 10th in the table. As the young kids say, 100. Right? Even yes. after this win, they're still 10th in the table. Their best chance to get to the Champions League legitimately is the Europa League. Now, that Europa League final 16 is no joke. Now, it's not crazy. Let's be honest. So, for them to get to sixth, they're, they're six points behind Liverpool. Okay, so Liverpool is probably going to make their way up a little bit. Leicester's going to fall down. So they got to try to catch West Ham. Still has to prove that they Everton's can hang. Everton still got game. Tottenham. Look, you're right. They're they're probably not going to make. They'd have to almost win out, and they're not going to do that, especially when they're focused on Europa League. Exactly. So, uh, Europa is a way easier win into the. You Champions say that, League. but I mean, I just said that last sixteen is no joke. That's no, no, a no. tough draw. <laughs> this is what's really annoying. So in a year where they need it maybe more than ever, just for European play next year, I don't. I was talking with my uh, with my brother. Brother Matt, we were discussing this. Uh, the matchups in Europa League, I've never seen them be more compelling. Like, there's so mm-hmm. many big teams yeah. that are oftentimes normally in Champions League. Right. And or, but for whatever reason, at this stage, are in Europa. It's making the competition better and at least more appealing. I used to never really know or pay attention. Obviously, with Arsenal being in the competition, I'm paying attention more. But still, you got United, Spurs, um, Arsenal. Leicester was in it until this past week. Ajax, Roma. Um, Did you say United, AC Milan? Milan, AC Milan. Yeah, I said United. So that's what I'm saying. There's still still a bunch of big teams. Yeah. Shakhtar is still in it as well. And, so. they're, and they're sneaky good always. Yeah. Oh, always. always. Well, and, and in terms of FPL, if you have – like last week we talked about is Aubameyang back. You know, is he back into relevance after uh, – was it a hat trick? And Saka we've been talking about since the new year at least. And so – I mean, I, I have wanted to go to Saka in my midfield. I haven't done it yet, and now I'm not going to. If you can't tell me that someone that I want in my lineup, who's good enough to be in my lineup, by the way, he proved it in the Europa League this past midweek, he's good. But if he's not going to play in the Premier League, I'm not going to him for FPL for this stretch run. Those free transfers are way too valuable to have a guy, even someone in the fives in the midfield, like Saka, I'm not going there because I... I like to play five in the midfield. Midfield gets you a lot of points. But a guy who's not going to play, he's going to give me a zero? No, thank you. Well, I, I don't think I, – I think saying he's not going to play is a big stretch. Will he Will he be a little less consistent maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't think he's just not going to play. I mean, what did he give you in game week 26? Well, he didn't play. 
<laughs> exactly my point. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Arsenal had a great match. He had nothing to do with it. That is so frustrating if you have him. And a lot of people probably have been going to him. I don't know what his ownership is. I'm scrambling to look it up now as I'm talking and filling his in all this time. ownership is 8.5%. That's a decent yeah, percentage. I was say, that's higher than I would have guessed. That's 8.5% of people who are probably pretty frustrated. He sat the United game. That was match week 21. Other than that, he his last time he didn't get 90 minutes was week 9. Okay? So, yeah. And, I, I'm and, just Arteta, saying, and Arteta's... You're not wrong when you say he sat this week because he needed he did need a rest. I was going to say, Arteta did say specifically that he said it after the Europa League uh, match. That he... he that, He's he's a tired kid. Yeah, we're asking a lot of him, and he gave us something. You know, he comes, he wins the Europa League match for you, effectively. You know, midweek, and right. so he he's already said. You know, he's talked about the the need for Saka to to sit. I legitimately there. didn't realize his form in FPL. He didn't play in twenty one, then two two, five two, and then nothing. No, he doesn't play again. Right. Yeah, that's that's a guy that's going nowhere near my lineup right now. No, that's, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, you got to get Willian in. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome Willian. Back, I don't know William. if you heard my breaking news. Oh, I am out oh, of the yeah. Arsenal business. Uh, interesting, Jack Wilshire uh, actually was somewhat newsworthy this past week when he was speaking on the fact that he wished he would have listened to the physios when he was nineteen because he didn't and just played every game, hmm. and he wished he would have. He had people telling him, and he's like. You know, you're 19, professional athlete, one of the top top athletes in the world, and it's like, let him roll. You know, it's not going to hurt me. I, and he looks back now at 30 in his mid 30s. Yeah, but Arsene Wenger was his manager then, right? Mm-hmm. That's on Wenger. If the physios are sure. saying that to the player, then the manager's got to just I sit. I know, him. but look, let's look. The the player can look at the manager and say no. Absolutely not. Scott, hold on. No player should be able to look at a manager and say, I don't care what you think, I'm playing. Put me in. But hold on a second. Let's go back. It wasn't that far, that long ago when a lot of guys are playing every single match of the season. I mean, even Messi and Ronaldo, they would go back and look at the games that they would play. They would play almost, they'd play 50 matches a year. So, like, that was fairly common, and we're going back to the, you're, are you 2000s. comparing Messi and Ronaldo to Jack Wilshere? No. In the number of starts early in their career? Do you think Jack Wilshere had the same amount of clout with Arsene Wenger as Messi and Ronaldo do with their no. managers? It has nothing to do with clout. It has to do with a good young player. Everyone wanted Jack Wilshere when he was 19 in England. That's, un, that's undeniable. And so all I'm saying is it's just a little bit of wisdom. He's looking back and going, I wish I would have taken a game off every now and then. And yeah. I say that that's Arsene Wenger's fault. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. I was so much older then. You're dumb, but that's fine. Okay. I'm younger than that now. Anything else on this match? Other than we, got, all... we, got, we got tripped up on a Jack Wilshire argument on yeah, this, this podcast. What's what wrong happened? With that? You, what, you think cheating's going to give you that? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I hope they stopped listening by now. We like them. We're happy. We, we want to be your friends. No, they're fine. They're good. They're just not going to give you that analysis. Uh, no. Why are no. you going after? Why no one you, why should. Why would you even? All right, I'm moving exactly. on. That's, that's that. my point. No one should. Spurs four. Thirdly nil. I was yeah. really waiting to see if Brian was going to stop me, honestly. Hey, did Loton give you negative points? Did anyone no. get negative points with Burnley assets? No negative points. No, only zeros. Just zeros. Mm. 
But Gareth Bale gave you uh, some points. He's the highest scorer so far for the game week with 19. And just just to put this in here, Son and Kane, that duo has been a very much talked about duo for a good chunk of the season now. Are they back? Can you say Son and Kane I mean, are it, back? Is it a trio now? Is this Bale? Is Bale going to start being consistent? There's only one man who can answer that, and that's Jose Same. Mourinho. Oh, it's Jose. Jose Mourinho. Just because it starts? Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, he has guys he trusts, and he has guys that he doesn't. And I don't think he trusts Gareth Bale. Doing that is a good way to gain some trust, Scott. Jose, do you really think Jose Mourinho is going to be swayed by two goals? I don't. Two goals and an assist? Did he have an assist? It felt like he had yes, an assist. Yes, he did have an assist. He assisted Kane's goal. even though Yeah, on that 60-yard through ball. Yeah, Kane did. Filthy. Yeah, I was going to say, Kane, but Kane did all the work. Oh, the deflection did all the work, but the Kane did a lot of the other work. <laughs> I mean, a through ball 60 yards is good It's a good work. That's good. But it required... No, it required a lot else to happen for it to be an assist <laughs> in the end. Harry Kane gives you something. Uh, I know a lot of people have captained him. Some people have even triple captained him. McSwanger in our, in our league. All-Star listener, Barry. Uh, by the way, uh, what is a brace assist? An assist brace, Brian. Uh, I we've definitely never nailed that down, and so yeah. Sun had one of those. Whatever it is, Uh-oh. if you have an idea for what to call this, you know, reach out to us on social media and let us know. A, a, a brace of assists. That's what we need to name at this point. I'll come up with something. Yeah, we got we got to know. But that's a that's worth eleven points for Sun to do. I mean, there's no nothing bad here as it relates to Spurs. For the first time in a couple of matches, it's all good for. Spurs. Yeah, the way I wrote about it this past week was... Uh, uh, yes, I thought about your article, actually. It, Please, keep going. Well, no, just that the the results for mm-hmm. Burnley and Spurs yes. have, have been, by and large, mm-hmm. 2-1, 1-1, or 1-0. Or... Or a blowout. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so in the last, that was that was exactly it. The last seven times they've played, it was five of the lower scoring variety and two Spurs blowouts. And mm-hmm. the question was, on the current form, which are you? Which do you feel is I would more have likely? For a yeah. low scoring. Yeah, of course. Right, because the last time they played, it took Sun's ridiculous run and scoring that ridiculous goal that he scored. That's wow. probably still the goal, the goal of, the, of year. the year. Yeah, last that, year. Yeah. That you know that got them a one nil victory, and so it was you know fine. You it you could say it was building, you know that it's just Spurs have been in such bad form for so long, and it finally uh, finally came good for them here. The fact that they gave up the goal in the first two minutes, that Bale scores in like minute two or whatever. I mean that's like worst case scenario for that's like the least Burnley thing that can happen. Mm. So yeah, once they have to open themselves up more. But then they but then they got the I mean they did get like Kane scored a wicked deflection on a goal. Mm-hmm. So like you're you're getting unluck also. So it's a, like it's both things happen here. And it's so it's hard to say that they're back. But yeah, I mean, this is definitely way better. This yeah, in the right I, direction. I, I like it. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, I'm uh, sure when know. I read that, because I know you don't listen to this podcast, but in addition to listening to this podcast, I also read your article, Brian. Oh, thanks. And when I read the article, I I had already committed to keeping Sun and captaining Kane. Yeah. So I said, oh please, please let it be something in the three to five nil. That type of right, that yeah. that side of things. And here we are sitting on a and four-nil. if it's not for a ridiculous 
Pope save, Kane scores a brace. Yeah, it's a lot more. I mean, yeah. Pope Pope gets you. Got well, you got me. Pope gets me <laughs> only one sure. point because of three saves. And who who are you gonna send a Pope out for? Martinez. It was either Emiliano Martinez or Ariola, and I just thought, <laughs> you know, this Why? is not a time to overreact. Yeah. I just had a I had a ninety eight last week in a week where That's the awesome. average was fifty five. Yeah, the so high just, the high in our podcast. I I posted this as promised on our Instagram story. The high in our league was one hundred three. So you were not far off from that, sir. Yes, and it was and the same thing. It was the decision between captaining Bamford or Rafinha that would have pushed wow. me over the top on that. Wow, wow, wow. So no, like that's why going into this week, I just thought I don't want to. I don't want to spend the points that I just earned. I have double matches. I had eleven people off the top of the without making a transfer. I had eleven people who were playing twice, and so I was like, I'm gonna just make a couple of. Really safe moves to get myself a bunch of zeros <laughs> is, what, is what ended up happening. So, yeah, the great, great start. Great start. Speaking of zeros, Manchester United, zero. Chelsea, zero. Annoying. Really, the only storyline coming out of this match was the controversial Bruno, not a handball. Bruno should have had a penalty. Call. I mean, he could have. Yeah, it's true. Outside of that, the defenders who started this match gave you clean sheet points as well as the goalkeepers, and that's about it. I don't, I don't know if there's many people starting Chelsea defensive. Rudiger, no. man. Rudiger just keeps being out there. Do you and think he's, people started him, though? I don't know. I mean, if you had him and they're if playing. If you have him, you start him regardless probably of matchup. Playing, you know? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. He's cheap enough that you might be able to have other people that and you And if prefer. you only play three defenders, maybe, right. too. But, I mean, I have Wan-Bissaka. I got the clean sheet points from I have Wan as Aaron well. Wan-Bissaka. But, I mean, are we really not going to talk about the Stuart Atwell going to the monitor deciding not to call it a handball call? It looked like it clearly touched it. Oh, it was the Chelsea player who touched it, for sure. It was the Chelsea player, not over, the United player. Over the opponent's shoulder. It was an accident, Sure. I don't think it was on purpose, and obviously, Scott... Does that matter? Doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. A hand over a shoulder becomes, and if the ball hits it, your your hand should. Be I thought it was not. That was the issue. That it was not over his shoulder. I don't think the ball. So I don't think his hand was high he enough. He raised his hand to try to push down on the shoulder of his opponent, and I don't remember who that was next to him. Number eleven, whoever that is. And I think in that process, whatever, it looked like it glanced off at, at real time, maybe the head of the United player, and then they slowed it down because some of the United players were saying, hey, no, that hit his hand, and then it looked like it hit it hit his hand. Mm. Uh, let, let me, hold on. I know that away. nobody listening to this can see this, but I'm going to show you my screen. This is the picture of it zoomed in. Oh, wow. BBC has that it is some... spot on. Oh. Who, what, what United player is that? That's who Mason is, Greenwood. That's Mason Greenwood. Yeah. That's Mason Greenwood? Yep. Preparing. Why does he look so weird? He's preparing that's to hit the ball with his, his head. Right. He looks a little like T.I. The ball in is in a position where he's preparing to hit it with his weird. head. But Hudson Odoi. It clearly hits his hand, correct? Oh, yeah, it's right there. Okay. But Stuart Atwell. Now, there's, 
there's some discussion, and this was on our Slack workspace, that you know, Harry Maguire post-match said that the referee told him in the moment he wasn't going to call that a penalty because it would have been too controversial. Right. Luke Shaw said the same thing post-match. Yeah. and uh, I don't know that that's, that seems wrong. I, it, you know, it, but Lewis Dunk was very vocal after the match when he was interviewed saying, you know, Lee Mason told him he was clear to play the ball, you know, the whistle then blew after, but he's saying, you know, that Lee Mason told him to play the ball. I don't think we can go off of what players are saying, referees are telling them on the pitch, just to be clear. I don't think that's a that's a valid form sure. a valid source of information as it relates to these controversial calls. And in this case, um, I don't know. I, I even still it's just another one of those things where it's been this way for a little while now. I said last week I was sad over VAR. It really does come down to just who the referee is. The referee is an important – like you have to look at the starting 11 for each squad before each match, but you also have to be aware of who the referee is because the referee is going to make a decision at some point, and it's not going to be based on the rules, or maybe it is, but we just don't understand them enough, I guess. They're, they're too complicated for the layman to understand, but the, the referee is going to become a very important character in every match. It's just the way that it is. It's not going to make any sense. It's not going to, it's not going to have to apparently because what we have is what we have. And I'm just going to keep moving on. All right. Sheffield nil, Liverpool two, and the Sunday matchups. They end the run of nine matches that have been played so far. So this is our last one. Dave, I know this doesn't help you at all. Another match without a return from Mo Salah. I, I think my mistake early on here, my mistake was I, it was, I had to make a choice, Brian. Mm. To, to make the, I wanted to bring in Dini and Calvert-Lewin, who haven't played yet. They yeah. still have multiple matches left. And uh, in the process, I had to make some money to do that. Yeah. And so it was Son or Salah. And I chose because I was going to bring in Barnes as well. Okay. The uh, aforementioned Harv Barnes, on fire, now injured Harv Barnes. So then my decision was, do I let go of Son or Salah? And I'm chicken. Yeah. I am a big fat chicken. There is no player <laughs> in... <laughs> There is no player in FPL that turns people into bigger chickens than Mo Salah. I couldn't get, I couldn't let him go. I know, and he he gives me nothing, and Son gets two assists with a total, and I think some bonus, Scott, with an eleven, and it's like I screwed up bad there, and and sure, anyone can say that looking in your rearview mirror as you just passed the wreck, but uh, golly, man, I, I I do relate it to. I just can't get the the remembrances of Salah just going bananas on teams. Yeah. And it's just not happening. No, it makes sense. And I think, you know, I don't think you're expecting Sheffield to be the team that, that gives them a, a big run here. Sheffield team that looks like they're just quitting. There's only one player who looked like he was, well, two, one and a half. Ramsdale had a great game. Obviously, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Ollie McBurney looked a little bit like he, he cared, was trying. cared a bit. Yeah, sure. Other than that, I mean, especially at the end where it's like, what are you guys doing? Why don't you just go sit down? <laughs> you're, you're obviously not pushing here. No. Just a, I mean, it just really might be the team to target as far as as far as, match, as matchups go. Who's go. Sheffield? That Sheffield is like. Chris Wilder can talk. He said it like what? What you know? So the reporter asked him what keeps you motivated, what keeps you going, and he of course spoke to professionalism and the you know the amount of you know, just the amount of work putting in here at the club and just and playing through to the 
to the last whistle every match, whatever. Like all of the normal things you would expect him to say. And it's just like it just doesn't look like that when they're yeah. out there. So that's why like the I think the result says a lot more about Liverpool who can only manage to score twice. <laughs> twice against them. Just that it's like like they it was like and a relief. Was goal. Right, a relief and then and then you know that Sheffield did score. You know, they scored at least one, you know, uh, it was McBurney ha- has a great opportunity, I think, when it was only one, when it was one nil right. to equalize. And it's just like, you know, they, they had opportunities to get something. Absolutely, they did. But, uh, Plus, Adrian but they was in there. I mean, God bless. You never know what's going to happen with Adrian right. in there. There's never a more exciting team to watch than Liverpool with Adrian in there. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's so true. In fairness, I mentioned injuries and their impact. I mean, Sheffield have five defenders who play for them with red triangles right yeah, now. So let's talk, be fair to Yeah, that. we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, just absolutely. Like who, who's out for them in defense, and they're, they are just they are thin. Uh, but here's the thing. Mo Salah is going to stay in my lineup until he gets hurt, if he gets hurt. Hopefully he doesn't, obviously. Knock on wood. But he's going to stay in my lineup, Dave. This isn't even a debate in my mind. He's given you returns in you know three out of the last six matches now, game weeks. He's still got a chance to do so against Chelsea. He's good for a goal against Chelsea, too. So there's there. I'm not captaining him right now, but he's staying in my lineup, and he is playing in my lineup. And here's the thing. you know, On the game weeks where he doesn't give me a return, I'm hoping to get it from four or five other guys, as I talked about recently on this podcast. You don't get returns from all 11 guys every single week. You get them from four or five, maybe six guys, and that's what gives you a good score for the game week. And as I'm sitting here, I've got 10 in goal for Martinez, a 10 in defense from Stones, a 6 from Juan Bissaka, an 11 from Sun, a 12 from Captain Kane, and a 5 from Ollie Watkins. I am having a great game week so far. So what that Salah gave me a 3 against Sheffield. Would I want points there? Yeah, absolutely. If he scores a goal against Chelsea and maybe gets to double digits, am I feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling great at that point because I've already got it from five other guys in my lineup. I don't need it from Mo Salah this week. I'll get it from him next week, and you know it's going to come around from Mo Salah because he is the best player in the league, period. I think Bruno would argue against that, but yeah, he has been in the past. He's been very good. He's going to win the Golden Boot. Not this year. Uh, the other quarter point I'm deducting is for Ollie McBurney. Oh, okay. A it's quarter as if, point deduction? Yeah, I mean, I took a quarter from Dianya. I get oh, another quarter yeah, okay. point because you know, right. it has that's, to equal to a half a point. Um, it's as if Ollie McBurney can't give us enough of his own white skin. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not only does he already... Give us everything from the legs that he can give us. Right, with, little you know, shorts. Little shorts and, and, you know, we get the shins too. Yeah. Like we get it all. But the little, I mean, the little shorts, I think were littler this, this week. Not, mm. Yeah, not good. Yeah, they were really, really little short. tiny shorts. But now, you know, but also the shaved head. It's like, yeah. he, it's like, what are you doing, Ollie? Like, you got to cover some of that up, bro. The, like, I don't care if it's 40 degrees in England right now. Like, you've... You've got to protect that pasty white skin from those UV rays. You're a delicate creature, sir. He should wear like Apollo Creed-sized boxing trunks. <laughs> That's very true. All, I wish he would. Circa 1999. Yeah. All I all I hear from you say what you're saying about Sala is that you're fine when he doesn't get a lot of points when literally every other person on your team gets you a lot of points. I think that's a really smart strategy. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look, I, I agree. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's... I keep thinking that he's worth it. And honestly, the only thing that's keeping him around is there's no one else out there that I have I think to what's going to happen is... Sterling. If you, if I can you, easily go from, from him to Sterling. If you get rid of him, but, there is no time more than after Chelsea that you will look at what he has in front of him and say, this is pure terror. From game week 27 until the end of the season. I know. The Liverpool schedule so is good. fantastic. And he's still Mo Salah, gentlemen. Right. There's no argument, there's no argument about right. that he's still whatsoever. That. You know what I mean when I say that. If I had gotten rid of Salah this week, it would have been to bring in Son, who I do not have. And if I had done that, I would, I would feel the exact same way that Scott does now with Salah and thinking, oh, that was a great move. I got 10 instead of 3. If you got rid of him a month ago, which is when we started debating this, you weren't feeling good about it for a while because he gave you returns in three matches out of four, I think it was. Yeah. So, so I mean, and you tell me he's not going to do that? Like, I don't know what we're going to get from Liverpool for the rest of the season. As a Liverpool fan, I have no idea. Injuries have certainly caught up with this club. They are not able to play with the same kind of style that they are when everyone is healthy and there. And yet Mo Salah keeps giving you returns. He's the th- I know that overall score means the least at this point as it has all season long. But there's a big three in the midfield. Bruno, Son, and Salah. They are one, two, and three, and currently I have all three in my squad. A lot of people have been transferring at least two of those three out, Son and Salah. I'm sitting on those three, and I'm going to keep playing with them. To your point, Dave, I can't get excited about anyone else in their place, whether it be injuries or form. I'm looking down the list, and I'm like, who would I rather have? Yeah, sure, maybe Sterling, but it's like I have three other City players at the moment, so I'd have to get rid of someone. Right. Just makes things more complicated. There yeah. isn't anyone that is just banging down the door, begging to get in to take his no. spot. I mean, and when you look at the overall points, those three are the top three far and away. Yeah, far and away. Yeah. Like, no, no, thanks. I'm going to keep those three in my lineup. I'm going to dance the sea around my squad a little bit until Salah finds his form, and and I'm going to enjoy all those points when they come in. And Brian, I don't care how much you make fun of me. I am <laughs> saying what I'm saying because two weeks ago Salah was in that group of five that was giving yeah. me points. He was the week before that too. Can 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 we just be honest? Mo Salah is in position to win the Golden Boot. Dave, how many goals has he scored this season? Do you know? I know. I think it's seventeen. Sixteen. I was going to say sixteen. How many game weeks have been played? We're in the middle of game week 26. That's correct. That means that the guy who has scored the most goals in the league has not scored every single week of the season. That just doesn't happen. It does not happen. You've got to come into this game, FPL, knowing that occasionally everyone in your squad is going to give you one, two, maybe three. Maybe they're going to do it 10 to 12 times in the season. You have them in your squad so that you can get the 10s and the 12s and the 7s and the 19s every once in a while. That's what you have them in for. And you don't get that if you transfer out Mo Salah. I mean, look, I, I uh, looking down the, the back list there, I, I, it's true, after Chelsea, he's got a really favorable schedule, Brian, and I'm not willing, and I've already shown that I don't have the stones to send him out. I know. When you look at that schedule, you're like, I still don't have the stones to send him out. Scott, here's the point. Okay, you want to know the freaking point? Since match week 14... He has scored two goals, four goals. He scored four goals since out of his 17 since match week 14. It was all front-ended, okay? 
that's what I'm looking at. The last 12 weeks, he's got four goals. Okay? Sure. So, All don't, right. yeah. don't, yeah. you're, he... you're flossing like, oh, 17 fucking goals. Look at him go. Sure. He's going to win the golden boot. It's true. All, everything, all of that is true. He, I'm not going to lie. Currently, his form is not the same as it was start of the season. There's no question that that's true. Okay. But do you, it all comes down to how you think he's going to finish the season. I think he's going to finish better than he is now. I agree. So why would you get rid of him? I haven't. I still got him because I'm a chicken. <laughs> well, you you just said, I think it's time for Mo to go. Yeah, I mean, in, in that span, Dave, to, to put it into perspective, Mo Salah and, and Bukayo Saka have scored the same amount of points. So you could have, if you had done what you say, if you had transferred him out in game week 14, uh, Bertrand Traore has outscored Mo Salah since then. So Sterling has outscored him. James Madison, Rafinha, Harvey Barnes has way outscored him. And then you're getting into the top end with Gunduan and Bruno Fernandez. Like, there are waves of of ability to do this kind of stuff. And I know, so, but I'm just so yeah. I mean, I'm absolutely. But that's a, that's exactly it. That's what, I mean. That's what I'm saying. No one is going to make you more chicken, though. I think he is the player who is the most terrifying. If you don't own to him not have him, and I just at the that's end why of the I'm not like I'm not making fun of Scott for saying you should keep him, and that if he has a low score, it's like I, you're fine with it as long as you get performance from everywhere else yeah like, uh, uh, yes of course but i'm just saying like i couldn't do it either like i i i looked at what a team would would be without him in there and most of the time like however i had it arranged i was like yeah i could go with this like i could roll with this team i would feel pretty good about it honestly it's just a, i mean it's just a matter of like he had two big chances this week so he had he had opportunities. He could have gotten something against Sheffield. He just didn't. I think that's the I think that's the worst part of it is yeah. that he gets a penalty against Manchester City. So you feel great about that. He scores a brace against West Ham, and that was the moment where everyone was like, "See, this is why you don't get rid of this guy." And then proceeds to basically not do much else. Mm-hmm. So that's been that that has been the criticism of him is that he just hasn't looked in the mood. So. He looked a little better today. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He was in a little bit better position. He had a little bit a little bit more of an opportunity. But this was the match where you're saying, like, I hope if I hope he's gonna get something for me, it's that you hope he gets something against the worst team in the league, and he didn't. And so now they have to play against Chelsea, who has been who is much better defensively, who is way more ball control than 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 Sheffield is a team that can actually probably hang with Liverpool and should all things considered Chelsea should win when they play next like I, I just think it's a really bad result for Salah who is captaincy material it was Bruno or Salah triple, as triple as really material. safe choices for captaincy this week and both of them disappoint you so I mean that's it's all about expectation with him and there's not really a lot of room for high expectations for him at all. That's the nine matches that have been played so far as we sit here. Uh, my vow to you, FPL America listenership, is to uh, give something about the eight matches that remain post-recording of this pod in Game Week 26. So be sure to follow us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and our Patreon site, patreon.com slash FPL America, and 
anything you don't hear about in this pod, I'll be sure to uh, give for the matches that remain in Game Week 26. Dave, I know it's a little bit early with eight matches still to play in the Game Week. Any thoughts on what you're planning to do, though, for Game Week 27? Yeah, I didn't move him out yet. I'm going to move Barnes, and then I, I want to position Oh, myself. no way. Are you really getting rid of Harvey Barnes? He didn't go down. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. So you got 24 me, hours. gives me a day. To play with this. It gives me a day. I, I'm going to make a move. I'm, I'm going to try to not take a negative this week <laughs> and uh, make one move to set up bringing Sun back in the following week. So uh, that's that's the move. For okay. Me. So I'm probably going to go to Socek. Even though, look, West Ham, you look at West Ham's schedule and that's red, blood red everywhere. But Leeds in game week 27 doesn't terrify you. Uh, that West Ham team that showed up against City is going to give anyone problems. Yeah. And Socek's always involved. Leeds West Ham doing. could be. I was going to say, three, there's two. no reason that West Ham can't score goals Four, against three, Leeds. Even? This Leeds defense is not good, and so they like they they get they lose one nil to Aston Villa, who has who's missing their easily their best player. Like like it's just a, not a good result for them this week, and playing against teams with more potency, there's they don't stop anybody. I think there's a really good reason that you go back to Antonio quickly this week or Lingard or Socek. I don't know necessarily that you want the – I mean, sure, Cresswell, Sufal, those guys can get something for you, but I would want to prioritize the attackers in that. It, it would need to be somebody cheaper if I'm going to have enough money to, like, send Rafinha out and then go. So I don't know. I don't. There's probably not actually enough money there. It might be Jay Links. Captain? Captain for next week might be a Cancelo or John Stones. With the double game week. Mm-hmm. It'll be a city player. City and Southampton. My, my three city players currently are Gundogan, Stones, and Cancelo. And I don't love any of them to start both of those matches, but the home match to Southampton seems interesting. And I don't expect the Manchester Derby to be high scoring, but yeah, uh, the Southampton game is worth it in itself. So, uh, I do I don't know, Fulham, well, Salah's home to Fulham, but Fulham never gives up a ton of goals to anybody. I, I don't know, man, Kane, Kane home to Crystal Palace? Yeah. Yeah, that might be a look, even with City's double match week. Yeah. You captain Bruno this game week, I'd right? get a triple captain Bruno this week. Okay, jury's still out on how that goes. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's still going to be fine. I was really frustrated with the non-penalty today. Of course. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, Brian. Um, I am looking at a few possible transfers. I only have uh, one to work with, but um, <laughs> no, I really you're going to overreact to not going negative. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think I think a big I think a big part of it is that uh, that because I I so packed in on Burnley defense for the double week, you know, a couple of weeks ago, which which was great. Uh, you know, I said we'll see how it goes this week. But they, you know, they play Leicester, they play Arsenal, they play Everton, and then they blank. So not a huge reason for me to hold on to the I, – I feel like any move to get rid of Burnley defenders or Nick Pope or whatever is a is a safe move until at least after the game week 29. So, no, I'm looking at I'm looking at Antonio for sure to get Antonio back in. Right now I don't you – know, like I said, I don't have Sun. I would like to – I think I might try to get Gundogan out to try to go up to Sun. 
I feel like that's a. I that's feel like that's horrible. a. I feel like if, if I'm gonna trade someone like Gundogan, I would want someone like Sun to come in. I am curious to see how Gundogan maintains now that De Bruyne is back out there. So now there's some shuffling that can go on. I really do. I do like. I said. I. I think that the West Ham, West Ham home to Leeds. I feel like you can hardly pick wrong uh, with with players there. Um, and if I, as long as I still have Raheem Sterling, I think I'm going to captain him again because, look, he's owned by 11. percent That's a that's a not a extremely high ownership for a guy who's such a a big hitter. So, I like the matchups. I think he should, you know, he'll I I hope he'll be out there more than he is this week. And at this point, I have to just play different than uh, anybody else does. So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Captain Kane for me currently the only person I would maybe change that to would be Sun. Uh, I know I I only have two City players right now, Stones and Gundogan. Uh, p- not planning on captaining either one of those guys. I am thinking about a third uh, City player, probably would be a defender. Uh, currently, I, I don't feel very excited to have Aaron Wan Bissaka anymore. I would much rather maybe have a, a, another City defender. I've got point five in the bank, which gives me the ability to go to Ruben Diaz as we're sitting here. Uh, if it's not nice. Diaz, then maybe Zinchenko. Uh, yeah. With two matches, you're going to get at least one of them, and I'm going to get probably a return in that one that they're playing with with how City's doing. I really like my lineup currently. Ali Watkins' home against Wolves is on my bench so that I can have Socek in my lineup against Leeds with both Bamford and Stuart Dallas back in the lineup. But I am going to have to maybe put Stuart Dallas or Lewis Dunk on my bench if I'm going to bring in another City defender and, and have that have that defender sure. in. So I've got, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel good about that. Those are good problems to have, having to make these decisions. It feels really good to be in sitting here in the middle of game week 26 and all four guys on my bench have played their one match and all of them got twos. Now, not everybody in my lineup has gotten me a return, but everybody either has gotten me a return or has another match to still give me a return. Nice. So that's a great place to be. Uh, talking about uh, performances here, let's talk about the FPL America Podcast League. So in the FPL America Podcast League, Jason is the new number one by one point. Team touchdown, Jason is number one. Bo moves down to number two, but who knows where that's going to end up. Uh, Daniel, A lot of Darmok, games left to play. Yeah, sure. exactly. Darmok at Vinegra, Daniel is third. And, uh, Scott, you look at you behind. in fourth? Right behind Daniel in fourth place. That's wow, true. Wow, feeling, wow. Feeling Look pretty good. You. Feeling pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, full disclosure. Uh, let me, let me not, you know, let, let me not uh, over, uh, oversell myself. Uh, you know, I am a, a podcast co-host of an FPL podcast, but currently where I'm sitting in my overall rank is the highest I've ever been. Yeah, it's very exciting. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Soak it up because it can only go down from here. <laughs> so. <laughs> Enjoy it. Listen, I was there for the last two seasons. Enjoy it while it's here. So you're doing it is fantastic. Awesome. Hey, a lot of games left. I need Everton to demolish Southampton. I need DCL and Dina to be all over it. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith.